Alex, hello. Adam, we are back and still here. I stole your Somehow. Line. It's I a hockey podcast. Line. Yeah, it's a, it's a hockey podcast. Gotta bring back all uh, the ways we open the show. After last, was it after last episode or two episodes ago? We you text or we were talking about the uh, the assignment that we did where you said it's a hockey podcast, and we yeah. both got completely different grades. Yeah, I'll never forget. <laughs> you, you got a seventy or eighty. I got a, I got a sixty, and I was like, okay, fine. You know, um, I don't know the inconsistency of university TAs. Uh, anyway, at least it was a class that had TAs, and like this one English class I took when I was waiting three months for a mark. Yes, I remember that. Yeah, it, I remember it, Daniel. It was, a, it was a daily update on the uh, podcast. I, I remember someone sending us. I accidentally said Daniel, but I'm I don't know if he get in trouble for this, but. Him sending us a thing of saying, oh, look, they're looking for TAs for this random class. And I'd be like, yeah, that's my class. <laughs> Great. Thanks. Thanks. Um, gee, that was bad. And it anyway. was like, what, a couple weeks into class? Oh, it was. I I, I, I can't rem- remember, to be honest with you. I passed the class. Wasn't that bad. That's all that but, matters. Um, yeah, man. Oh, boy, don't I know that. Um, anyway. <laughs> um, uh, so, uh, Alex, there's a lot to talk about today. Um, Is it? Stop me if you've heard this before, but uh, we got to talk about the Vancouver Canucks. Oh, I don't want to. I don't want Can we to. talk about Jacob Chickren first? No, I'm just joking. <laughs> he wasn't talked about last night. He wasn't talked about. That's unbelievable. He wasn't talked about. Uh, okay. Listen, there's a, there's a lot here. There's a lot here. So what are we going to talk about today? The Habs and Leafs played, so obviously we got to talk about the two teams we care the most about on this podcast. Um, go Habs, go. Uh, my team beat your team, Alex. Suck it. Um, with respect. Um, the all-star game jerseys, I want to talk about those because I kind of like them. The fan vote, um, because I I it's not really there's no point in me really complaining because Caulfield's out for the year. Talk about that, but I still want to I still want to complain, Alex. You know me, I like doing that. Um, some note on some Tampa Bay stuff. I want to ask you about load management because I saw a tweet in the NBA I wanted to bring up to the show. Um, some stuff on Daryl Sutter, Bruce Boudreaux, who as of recording this has not been fired yet. Um, some stuff about McDavid, but to f- open the show, I think we got to give our regards to everyone who was laid off uh, from SB Nation um, after the sort of cutting ties of Vox and all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, Alex, I love Hab's Eyes on the Prize. It's one of my favorite sites to read. Um, you know, this is not um, a great industry. It feels like we hear more often than we'd like to about mass layoffs and that. I just hope everyone lands on their feet and can get some work because they were not just high Habs eyes on the prize, but that entire uh, outlet was just quality stuff. Yeah, they it, it's a it's a it was it's a tough industry to to begin with, and uh, COVID did made things ex uh, just extremely worse mm-hmm. uh, overall obviously we know that very well in this country with certain uh certain companies doing mass layoffs at certain times um we're not going to name names but that's okay hey, we but all they, know who we're know. talking people about know. it's actually that day's uh coming up but we're not going to talk about it um <sighs> okay Listen, I'm just not. Oh no, you're you're not not wrong. Um, But yeah, man, it definitely definitely sucks to lose. Uh, I think from a hockey standpoint, we know how uh, like we know how definitely coverage for every single team is definitely not up to par 
from I think most national broadcasts and to have individual pages covering teams I think is extremely important and so to lose that it definitely sucks mm-hmm. uh, great people um, great work and we're going to miss it um, now I, there are some sites that are staying I think it's what six of them um, so you know hopefully they can continue to get support and nothing happens to them um, but everyone else freaking um, don't, don't let yourselves get too beat up after this. Uh, you know, as much as we sort of talk about the back, you know, I, I did take this one course that was, I don't know if you ever had to take it, but you know, the thing of it's, it's, it's one of those, um, I forget the exact term, but it was like journalism and the, the gig in the economy. And it's a course that basically tells you how media has sort of this like death of the newspaper and all that and how like independent outlets are starting to grow in that. Um, so it's not complete doom and gloom out there. It looks like that at points, but, um, listen, there's some hope out there. Um, yep. we have to tell ourselves that being very young, um, you know, people who want to get into the industry. Um, yeah. You've been doing a podcast for how many years now? Um, Two and you a know, half. God, it's been that long. Eh? Jesus Christ. Feels like it's gone by like that, Alex. No, I know. Um, you know what? All these years later, I'm finally right about watch out for Buffalo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, tough. from episode one. All right, Alex. Oh, where do we go from here? Um, last night the Edmonton Oilers take on the Vancouver Canucks in Vancouver. Uh, first, before we get there, uh, do you know what milestone Connor McDavid hit last night in that game? Uh, I do. He hit forty goals. Mm-hmm. The fastest to do it since the ninety nine two thousand season when Pavel Bure did it. Wow, when he was a Panther, I believe. Wasn't even the Canuck. Jeez, that guy's so, ridiculous. Uh, that's fun. So he is going to hit 100 points by February. I think we can agree. That's. I think he's. I don't know how much he's at, but he's. It's going to happen. How many? Let me. I just want to double check something. How many games have the Oilers played? Ooh, that's a good idea. While you do that, I'm going to look at his hockey D page. Oh my god, 48. He's at what they they've played 48. Yeah, games, yeah. And he's played in every single one of them. He's at 88 points. Oh, he's going to be close. Oh, it's got to be close. Man, that's oh stupid. He God. is four goals away from matching his career high. And that was 44 last year in 80 games. Oh, my God. He is nasty. so dumb. What a great player, eh? Very good player. Oh, Greatest in the league right now. Um, You know, okay. All right. Yeah. Sidney Crosby. Um, you know, you're also forgetting about Raphael Harvey Pinard. All right. My man, Lavaliger. We'll get to him a little later. But, you know, um, a bit of fun. But let's just talk about the elephant in the room. Uh, what's well, not even. Which uh, one? Man, I just. I, I, I Laughing about this. I'm not laughing. I think it's pretty easy. We're not laughing at Bruce Boudreaux. But I think we're laughing at how pathetic Jim Rutherford has handled this. I'm going to attach Patrick Alvin to this. Been attached, um, Emily Castonguay, Francesco Aquilini. So, um, before these back to back home games, um, Bruce Berger was basically asked how he was going to approach these last few games. Was very emotional, even cut one of his availabilities a little short, saying he would he would talk later. Um, multiple Bruce, there it is, chance, most multiple signs at last night's game showing support for Bruce Boudreaux. Um, there were mixed reports about a sign being taken, but I saw other people say someone was told to just show it during stoppages. So I don't I want to be careful about that. I know Friedman said they were getting taken away. I just personally saw mixed things. 
Um, you know, um, including a coach's challenge in the third period, Boudreaux successful on it. Bruce, there it is, chance. At the end of the game, instead of leaving immediately from the bench like coaches do after a loss, he stays. Bruce, there it is, chance. Um, applause the crowd, sort of gives him a sign of thank you. Um, afterwards, having a very emotional press conference with about 10 minutes with the um, with the media. Um, talking about how apparently about 15 players came to him after the game. There were tears. Uh, Alex, you know, I have a routine when I wake up in the morning. I set my alarm half an hour early so then I can go back to bed, you know, sort of relax. Then I go on Twitter and I just see a flooding of all this stuff for Bruce Broodrow. It's it's bad that not only do we know Rick Talkett will basically be announced on Monday, and this is from Jeff Merrick last night on the hockey night. We know his staff. Apparently, Sergey Gonchar and Adam Foote will be part of it, former NHLers. But I, I cannot, Alex, in the time I have been a hockey fan, seen such a clown show as the Canucks and how they've handled Bruce Boudreaux this year. Yeah, and I think let's put an emphasis on how they've handled it. They could have like the thing the thing that upsets me the most about this whole situation is um like you could have fired him 2 weeks ago when we all knew for the most part that Rick Tockett was coming in. There was no reason like it just felt like you were dragging Bruce Boudreaux through the mud. And like, I'm not, I'm not saying don't, you shouldn't fire him, blah, 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 like whatever. Bruce Boudreaux was gone at the end of the year. We all know that. We all know he was gone at the end of the year. His contract was up. He wasn't coming back. I just, I don't understand why you had to drag the guy through the mud for two weeks. And you knew like, the emphasis, like with Jim, with Jim Rutherford and Patrick Alvin, you brought them up. You know, Jim Rutherford's been around, right? Mm-hmm. He's been around for twenty years. He's been in hockey for more than that. You know, Bruce Boudreau is going to be asked questions daily about this daily, and he pretty much was. He pretty much was. You knew that that was going to happen. And you let him do that when you could have fired him two weeks ago. Let Mike Yo, who's done this before, handle this crap for two weeks and then bring Rick Tockett in when he's here. Like we all knew that Rick Tockett was going to be here at some point. Let Mike Yo finish the season. Mm-hmm. Like what? what's the point of dragging this guy? Like I just don't understand why you had to drag him through the mud. I can understand why you – he's not your coach. I'm a, I'm, I understand that. I don't get the whole dragging him through the mud. That's what I don't get. It's one thing for it to say it's business. I think we can all understand that, you know, coaches get fired sometimes wrongly, sometimes rightly. But it's just there's that idea of doing good business. And when you see that it is – physically affecting your players on the ice. Um, I just don't get how you can continue to let that happen. And this goes to, you know, I I wonder how Francesco Aquilini allows this to happen. You know, I think it's also worth mentioning, Alex, in all of this, that, you know, the class on display by Bruce Boudreaux here has been uh, incredible. Also, we should say, by the way, um, as Bruce said, he thought he was done in November. Why didn't you do it? Forget two weeks. Do it in November when all this started when he was getting 
you know, when Brute, when um, Rutherford was saying, oh, the crap's training camp and we're not playing with structure. And we, 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 we've known for, for so, so long he wasn't the guy. It just, I just don't get how it's gone on this long. Now, it's interesting you mentioned the assistants because in his postgame presser last night, uh, Bruce Boudreaux did sort of say that any team would be a fool to sort of not hire any of his assistants. Um, it should also be mentioned that he said, as of right now, you know, obviously he's not fired. Um, who knows what it's like today? I don't know if they have a morning skate or something, Alex, but my God, I wonder what it's going to be like if he has to show up to it. Um but he just sort of had this remark of, I wonder if they're doing it now, and I'm paraphrasing because I don't have the exact call up here, because their next three games are Seattle, Columbus, and Chicago, not in that order, um, but Seattle's in the middle of it. I think Chicago's the first game. It doesn't matter. Um, and what you can sort of glean from that is two very crap teams and a divisional rival, and sort of maybe getting talk in in that sort of scenario there. Um, and he sort of joked, you know, good group uh, for the next lot. Sorry, the next group, good luck. Just he still had his humor there. Um, man, I, I just don't know. Like, do you do you even think Bruce Boudreau gets another job in the NHL? Yeah, as a I, head I, coach, as a head coach. Okay, so I saw something on Twitter. I, listen, it's Twitter, and these were just fan fan accounts. They weren't insiders. There's one team in particular who I don't know what's going on in that city. I, I just I haven't been able to keep up with the specifics who really want their coach fired right now. And it's been trending on Twitter. I see at least once a week. Ottawa? Yeah. Hey. So listen, I'm like, I think he'll get a job in the NHL. Like I I think he can get a head coaching job in the NHL. Like I, I don't think you, I think it's unfair on Bruce Boudreaux considering the situation he was put in to say, this is solely on him. Does he have some blame? I'm sure. I don't know the specifics. I've seen people in Vancouver say, yeah, he probably deserves a little bit of blame and that's fine. But I think it's hard to say, look at that uh, crap show in Vancouver and that's Bruce Bru- fully Bruce Boudreaux's fault. I don't think that's going to happen. So I-, I think people realize what's going on in Vancouver. You know, I, I think he's definitely, uh, I don't know how, in a way, his stock has probably gone up. Like, here's the thing. I, I personally think, and sorry to make this about the Habs, um, you know, or, or you can say, if you watch The Last Dance, I forget who the guy who was there before, Phil Jackson. I forget his name, but, you know, sometimes a team in different states needs a different sort of coach. And the feeling people get is Rick Tockett's going to be the type of guy who basically tries to keep JT Miller in line, right? But I always wonder, you know, by the time the Canadians build to a point when they're a super competitive team, you know, is Marty St. Louis going to be the right guy when that time comes? And I say that because he's so young into his NHL coaching career. Like, Bruce Boudreaux, I think, can be a really... Because you look at some of the young players. Elias Patterson's having such a great year and all that, along with Quinn Hughes and all that kind of stuff. Um, I wonder if, even if his days of heading a team like those monster Anaheim Duck teams, the Minnesota teams that weren't sort of heavyweight, but what he got out of that roster, and remember how good they were defensively in that, but they just didn't have any cold tending... Um, you know, if his days of maybe being that kind of coach are done, but he can still be the sort of fun 
coach that's going to be there for your young players. Or even if that's just sort of not your cup of tea, he becomes the nice guy assistant coach. And, you know, he's good with offensive players. So maybe, you know, who needs a different assistant coach who can run a good power play? Come on, a Montreal Bruce Boudreaux. Let's go. It sounds French. I don't know if he's coming to Montreal. I would be, I it, probably not. But like, you know what, Alex? He talks so much and he was asked, like, how does he deal with this? He joked alcohol, but he, he's like, I don't drink anymore. Um, uh, and he also credited his wife, which is really, really sweet. By the way, shout out to him uh, being late to morning skate and being like, I got you guys, didn't I? <laughs> Oh, he's such a he's such a champ, eh? But you yeah. know, he talked about his love of the game, and to go through all of this, I don't think there is a better showing of how much someone loves the game. You and I were talking before that about like watching you sports. Oh yeah, and sort of like you got to be a real big fan of the game. You know, it's maybe not for a casual sports fan to watch that stuff, but Bruce Boudreaux. Like, I wouldn't be surprised. You know, it sounded like Mike Babcock. Who knows why he went to Saskatchewan to coach, but. I feel like Bruce Boudreaux, and he joked, apparently he owns a junior team, and he's like, I might have to fire my son and coach there. <laughs> um, you know, I, I, man, the guy's a great soundbite. Um, but, you know, I wonder if he would just coach anywhere if he really could in any role because he loves the game. No. Like, I just, the more we talk about it, the more upset I get, Alex. Like, how can you treat this guy? And this is the million-dollar question, but how can you keep treating a guy this great in such a crap matter. Like, remember how we talked about a couple weeks ago that JT Miller was getting called out by the Hockey Night crew and how yeah. difficult that is to be? Guess who was getting called out last night by the Hockey Night crew? Canucks management. Kelly Rudy was saying bad things. Kelly Rudy's like a saint. What are we doing here? God, the Canucks. Yeah. Oh, no, it's, yeah. It's, they're bad. It's a tough situation to watch. Frustration like, on both sides. It's, it's frustrating because. This could have been like sure it could have been dealt with in in November. It's more so okay. You don't really have an idea who the replacement is. I have mm-hmm. the thing I have major like major issue with again is like we knew who his replacement was going to be like two weeks ago. No, we know his whole staff. <laughs> yeah, right. Like that's that's the uh, annoying part, and it was and not that it's that we knew it. It's not that they were doing it. It's that someone was leaking it. Mm-hmm. Someone uh, was leaking it. Yeah. I'm not like I'm not going to speculate on who because I again I don't know. It's the fact that it got out there that I think is the annoying part to me. And All I right. get it. That's their job. Sorry. But still, sorry, sorry. like no, no, I get yeah. it. It's that's the insider's job. But like. I don't know. Doesn't that that part doesn't sit right with me? Is the fact that it got leaked? Like, yeah, of course. Before you fire the coach, you're going to come up with a replacement. But still, a conspiracy theorist would say maybe they don't want to pay him and all the other people they fired recently, and maybe they're trying to push him into court. That's a that, again, that's pure tinfoil hat stuff. But um, and that's worse than that. Yeah, that's bad. So yeah, I, I don't, <laughs> I don't think that's happening, but. Um, so also one last note about the Canucks um, from last night, 32 Thoughts, Hockey Night Edition, Jeff Merrick, uh, basically saying the asking price for Bo Hovat is three players, including a top prospect. Yeah. And, yeah, 
Are they allowing like, oh, so Jacob Chickering almost? Yeah. Right. Are they allowing teams to talk to him about an extension? I think Friedman said that they're not still. Then they're so not getting that price. So what they did say Sorry. was nothing is imminent, but what Jim Rutherford has done is he's gotten a sense of who is serious. Now they also pointed out, and we know this. Jim Rutherford does like getting business done before the deadline, yep. which and everything against him, I, I personally think is a smart move because then you don't get caught by the sort of mm-hmm. rush of the deals. Now, it's difficult now with a flat cap era because everyone's accruing cap space. But I wonder now if he knows who is serious if they get down to a few teams. This is pure speculation on by my part. Maybe then you allow them to talk. But as of nothing imminent, but Freeman sort of said, I, I think, Alex, even if it wasn't on that segment, I think we've both heard it on their podcast that they haven't allowed them to speak. To. Is, is is there like precedent for a deal that large for a pure rental? Like I'm trying to think Rick Nash, what like that was an extremely big deal. Um, um, let me pull up the Rick Nash deal right now. I'm just off the top of my head. I literally cannot think of. What like a, a first offer for though. I want to know what level of player, but for a top prospect, like Rick Nash got traded for Matt Bolesky at half retained, Ryan Spooner, uh, the signing rights for Ryan Lilly, uh, Ryan Lindgren, uh, a 2018 what? first round pick and a 2019 seven. So not even, and that Rick Nash was uh, 50% retained. So it's not even as big as what they're asking for, for Bo Horvat, but still. So, the, so wait, 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 would that have been. Wait, so Rick Nash was a Ranger before? Yeah. That? That's Ranger. So that was at 50%. Was that Bolesky going to the Rangers? Yeah. So, and that wouldn't even be a pure rental trade because I'm assuming part of that package was to help take the Bolesky contract as part of the cap, though. So even that's a bit skewered to look at, right? So uh, yeah, he know. had a year. He had another year left. Oh, okay. Never mind. Okay. Okay. So. Wait, sorry, Bolesky did or Nash? Yeah, Bolesky had another year left. So, yeah, even that's a bit of a cap. Uh, because Bolesky was, like, only good at Anaheim, wasn't he? And then he got the big contract, and then he turned into a fish. Um, but, you know, I, I can't think of a pure rental. I'm trying to think of the biggest deals we've had at the deadline. Um, Man, like, I'm thinking, obviously, okay. we did the KT Miller trade to Tampa, but that wasn't a rental. That wasn't a rental. Um, I, I, Let me just pull something up, because there's a... One that I'm thinking of, but I'm not entirely sure. Okay. This is the closest thing I can think of. Eric Carlson. He was on the last year of his deal. He Now, to be fair, he had a full year before his contract expired. They traded yep. him in September. His contract expired at the end of the year. They yep. got Dylan DeMello, Chris Tierney, Rudolph Balsers, Josh Norris, a first and two seconds. Yeah. And see, and sir, I don't mean to sort of dig at every point you're making and nitpicking. Mm-hmm. No, no. But then obviously okay. we know that Carlson then resigns and then yes. that's even. So basically I think the point you're trying to make here is, if they want to get this deal with that return, basically, because if we look at it, if we start thinking about deadline rentals, you can get a first rounder, but you can't also get all these other sort of bits and pieces here. So if they want that big of a return, they're basically going to have to allow them to talk contract. Yes. Yeah. That, that That's my point. Yeah. That's, freaking- I, I don't, I don't know if you saw, uh, the, the it wasn't a rumor, more so people were suggesting Shane Wright. Man, 
I, I, man, I'll tell you this right now. If the Seattle Kraken trade Shane Wright for Bo Horvat, like I like Bo Horvat. I, I think I'm higher than a lot of people are on on Bo Horvat. Um, you know, signing or not, like extension or if you give up Shane Wright for Bo Horvat, I have no idea where. I don't believe the Kraken are going to do that. I saw those tweets as well, Alex. But if you are the Canucks and you have not done that deal already, you are a fool. Imagine, um, imagine the Canucks next year. They trade Bo Horvat. They have uh, Shane Wright in the lineup, and then they also get first overall and have Gunnar Bedard. You know what? Then I would say, thank God they're in the West. Yeah, exactly. Not our problem to deal with. Um, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, I think that's everything for the, for the Canucks, Alex. Oh, and the dogs are going nuts because there's another dog outside. God damn it. Um, also, 132 thoughts, two things we should mention. Um, apparently, this is from Jeff Merrick. Um, Taze and Kane, their decision is expected to be made by mid-February. Thank you for taking so long. And um, they do say that um, they highlight the Carolina Hurricanes being a wild card here because Max Pacioretty, unfortunately, has, has injured himself again. It was a no-contact injury. I shouldn't say injured himself, but it was a no-contact injury. Um, same injury he had before. Was it the Achilles? Yeah. Um, so unfortunate for Max Pacioretty. Um, so they're going to be, you know, maybe in there. Now, they don't really do rentals, but, I mean, if you can get Patrick Kane. I mean, they're not afraid to get off-ice problems because they want to go Tony D'Angelo. So, you know, wouldn't be surprised. If they get someone else, too. I can't think of why can't I think of them. Yeah. I mean, you know, um, I mean, Mike Hoffman. Did they get Mike Hoffman? No, no, I'm just saying I wanted oh, I have to pitch my oh, obvious oh. would you like I'm like, did I miss Canadian? Mike Hoffman as a Carolina Hurricane? No. no, 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 no. I mean, you know, you remembered he was a shark. <laughs> and I doubt I wonder if he even For got a phone hour. call from uh God, who was their GM again? Who was Doug it? Wilson? Um, yeah, you think Wilson even called him? <laughs> he just kind of weighs like, listen, just give it a minute. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You're, you're going somewhere else. Just wait, buddy. Going to Florida. Um, it's it's funny whenever the Habs play the Panthers and it's like oh former Panther Mike Hoffman I'm like oh yeah, yeah. you know he was good there it's going like he was he was it was him and uh, him and the uh, yeah and they yes. both expired on the same year it's funny That's I don't know why I specifically remember that but I do yeah man um and then also Freeman mentions that uh, with David Poster no. uh, he says don't make too Enough. much of it. Again, I'm not repeating myself. He did not say that again. He he mentioned last week, he's like, listen, I said last week, but they are inching forward. Nothing. I just, this is something I love, right? Is you get reports on Hockey Night. Then another major company to do with media has their weekly bit about some sort of insider trading is all. (laughs) And then they report the same thing. I swear to God, I, I, I swear to God. If we get two, three weeks of the same crap with David Pasternak, I swear, I I swear to God, dude, um, there's nothing going on closer. in the NHL. Isn't that nuts? I hate, I hate the fuck. Um, okay, let's talk about the Habs. Okay. And the Leafs. Sorry, I just instant. No, they won. It's they really funny. It. So Alex, Alex, um, I think I sent you the clip of of well, you all probably saw it before I did, but that clip of uh, that I think probably um. Tic Tac Omar was probably putting around because he always has those gifts ready for the Leafs. Yeah. Um, about Michael Bunting ripping Mark Shifley. Yeah. And I said it to him, like, this is good. We like him now, right? We like him. Um, and then I think you said something about Shifley. I said, Oh, my homies hate Shifley, but oh, I yeah. sent him <laughs> by accident. Cause just instinct took over there. 
Um, but yeah, so the Leafs and Habs played. This game just kind of felt like it came out of nowhere to me. I don't know if that's you, but just in what happened. way? Like it just there was no build up to it. It just kind yeah, of it was like oh, we're playing the Leafs. Oh, cool. You know what I mean? Just yeah. Anyway, um, so this is a game where, uh, pardon me, Alex. I just want to get something up here real quick. Uh, you know me. I like setting up my scenes. Probably do it a bit too much, but you know me. I like I like setting up. The it scene. Up. I'll, uh, I'll um, kick the back Mon- and enjoy. The Montreal Canadiens were without Cole Caulfield, who is out for the season. I'll cry about that in a minute. Uh, you, as we know, your Slavkovsky out for the season. Without Caden Gooley, Sean Monaghan, Jake Evans, Jonathan Drouin, uh, Jake Allen, Joel Armia, Brendan Gallagher, and then they list Byron and Price, but like that's kind of not fair to mention. Um, and on one line, there was Raphael Harvey Pinard, our favorite Laval player. Um, no, no, that's not that's not our favorite Laval player. Who's our oh, who's sorry, defenseman? I, I, I don't know if Gianni Fairbrothers even. I think he's out for the season. Oh, so but uh, Alex Alex Belzil was playing on the line with Harvey Pinard and Michael Bazzetta. They do score the game tying goal. And um, led by Samuel Montando, the Montreal Rocket, the Laval Canadians, um, come back from a 2-0 deficit and defeat the Toronto Maple Leafs. Before we get to that, I do want to ask you one thing here. Um, Samsonov had the start. What do you think about that? Uh, Well, I mean, did you watch Matt Murray's last two games? No. But uh, we did talk about how it was a little, hmm, yeah, Matt Murray, hmm, yeah, yeah. Again, like I said last episode, Matt Murray, fine. Want to know why? Watch the last two games he's played. Again, listen, man, I- I'm not going to, like, I've been Team Sansona since the beginning, yeah. right? Uh, yeah, but, like, I'm not going to clown on Matt Murray. But I don't think it's. Samsonov started uh, Winnipeg, and I thought like I didn't get to watch the entire game. I saw bits and pieces, and then I watched the hi- uh, watched and read the highlights the next day. People were saying like that was the best game they've played all year, and I'm sure that's uh, it. Looked like, especially from like Matthew's perspective, I, that looked like he it was his best game all year too. Obviously, scored two goals, but he's been he's been heating up, eh? Yeah, he's had 24 goals, I think, now, Um, which is funny. He's still on a 40-goal pace, and it's like a down year. I'm like, that's ridiculous. That's that's ridiculous. Um, But, yeah, like, I think you – I think you give Sam Stone of the start. You're kind of riding the hot hand a little bit in a way. Like, his – he's had – you know, he had his bit of a – He's been a bit shaky. He was a bit shaky himself a few weeks ago, but I think he's a rebounded from that. One thing I've noticed about like Samsonov shaky versus Matt Murray shaky is that Samsonov shaky, it, it's similar to Freddie Anderson, where he lets in the it, it's the goals that he should have saved. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Where it's like yeah, you know, he probably should have had that one, but he's fine the rest of the game. Like, he's good the rest of the game. Whereas Matt Murray, it's just sometimes hard to watch. I don't know how to other – I don't know how to explain it to you. Like, I'm sure there's someone smarter than me who could be <laughs> like, yeah, this is why. I mean, like, with Matt Murray, it's like, just go glove side. That's yeah. that. That's the trick. 
Okay. Now, as we were saying before that, yes, because um, I thought I thought it was important to to get that that point. Oh, I'm sorry. One more thing. Happy belated yes. birthday to Elise Bellavo, lover. Uh, Kent Hughes and Kirby Doc. By the way, uh, Kirby Doc, uh, he's starting to use his size more, and that's like, oh, oh, Kirby, no, he boy, he looking good. <laughs> Let me some Kirby Doc. I get they're tanking, but I Chicago, I don't get it. He's so yeah, I don't get it. I don't get I, it. You know what? I don't think he would be this good in Chicago. Um, you know what? Well, he'd play well, and then they'd send him down like they did with Kirby. Not Kirby, Reichel, uh, Lucas, Lucas Reichel. Reichel. Man, Kirby. I, I don't think he'd be this good in Chicago. I don't know if that's a hot take. Like, I mean, they Have are we bad. watched him the last few years in Chicago? Right? That's true. Well, that's I know. Uh, I don't watch. No him. one did, but um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. That was harsh, but I don't feel bad. Um but yeah, I think change of scenery. Some players just need that, you know? Yeah, man. Um, listen, I have to brag, you know, obviously the Habs beat the league. It's always a good time. It's always a good time. Um, listen, I'm, I'm, I have to laugh about the Leafs losing the game. I, I just, I have to, Alex, because it just, it's, it's just so funny. Typical. It's so typical. If I knew that many Habs players were out, I would have just put a couple bucks on the, on the Habs. <sighs> just it's fun it's a fun time it's a fun time you know there's always the way it was going is the Habs were good for the second period and that was kind of it um you know I thought that at the point when they tied the game up I thought do you know what if they lose this game I don't think they can be too down on themselves because of like how ripped apart the roster is um but Samuel Mambo was like hey there we're gonna win this game just has something against Connor Bedard, I guess. Excuse me. Um, but you love to see. Are, are you? Is that just how you feel? You're kind of like you've expected a loss like this. Is it? Does it change your opinion on the team? No, because not every single loss is a referendum. It's kind of like the referendum on Cody Cece. What referendum on Cody Cece? No, remember when Kyle Dubis was like, "I don't understand the referendum on Cody Cece." Yeah, but I decided that game one, and I didn't change my thought. By the Fair. way, I did. I I told you he has a brother plays for the York Lions. I just found that out. I was awake. I was deeply disturbed by that on Thursday <laughs> when I was I was doing the game and I was listening to the broadcast and like Cole Cece, brother of Cody. I'm like, oh my god, you he just can't just, escape uh, me. <laughs> sent him clips of the show and be like, listen. Um, I like him, but you know, um, I'd, I'd get a sorry, I'd get a beer with him, but I can't watch. I, him. <laughs> yeah, no, but I guess to actually answer to answer your question, um, it's I can't. What am I like? Not every loss has to be a referendum. I I that's the one thing I despise about Twitter uh, is that every loss has is a referendum, and every win is a little too happy. Like it is. January 22nd half of us haven't seen the sun for like 20 days like I get it but that's it's been crappy weather eh yeah it's been cloudy yeah. down in Toronto Ontario um I want to I want to list you these names Linus Allmark Ilya Sorokin UC Saros Jake Ottinger Connor Hellebuck Igor Shosturkin Andre Vasilevsky can, can I stop the... you for a second I yeah. have some news It's from Mike Russo. Michael Russo. Oh, Mr. Minnesota. Yes. 
But let me tell you this. Michael Russo, hearing that Canucks coach Bruce Boudreaux has been called into a meeting at 9.30 this morning. <laughs> oh, I fucking I. Why does he know? <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Like how? how you know what? Sorry, that's, you know what? I, I will obviously because obviously because Bruce was in Minnesota. Maybe he knows him in Bruce, Texas. I don't know. Um, but man, I I hate it. I hate it. Um, did you know this is the ten year anniversary of Brendan Gallagher being a Hab? By the way, like ten years in the NHL. He's been in the edit. I feel like he's been in I the know. NHL for a lot longer. Apparently, it's it's ten years. So remember when he was old? He was a young man. He was a young man. Wait, um, 10 years? Yeah, that does not seem right. That's what the Habs are. They put this video out with him. It was like Brendan Gallagher, 10 years. Oh, my God. Wow. Okay. I still remember when he was a young man. Came in the league the same time as Alex Galchenyuk. Fifth rounder, too, man. Remember? Set, set record in the WHL. Oh, my God. Oh my god. Okay, let's see. Steve Daniels response why his birthday was on the ninth. Oh god. Poor dude. Wait, oh, what's I, the story there? What's the story? I forgot. I don't I guess because oh. well, I think he's being sarcastic about like his birthday was there. Why are you calling him in the oh. I don't know, okay. man. Okay. Um Alex, can you please explain to me why Sheldon Keith seems so he doesn't just get upset when there's a missed call. I think he reacts more than Tortorella does sometimes. I don't agree with that at all. Here is what no, no, Shelly Keith does after every bad call. He just doesn't. Here's what he, he doesn't just complain. He steps over the bench to lean over the boards to give the like. Just relax, dude. I think you guys. I think he does it. I don't think he does it as often as everyone says he does. I think he gets clipped for it, and I think. I think, frankly. I've seen Paul Maurice yell more than Sheldon Keefe recently. Okay, that is hey, well, he got fined. <laughs> that was uh, that well, was. It's, to, uh... I, here's the thing. I think it's. I think it's. Listen, this is my theory. I see plenty of video clips year round of every single coach in the NHL yell. Yeah, it's like maybe he was coached by John Tortorella or something. But see, you know what? Tortorella's gone to a point now where he just laughs. So some guy should mention by because the way he, because he goes out in press conferences and says half-ass remarks and then it's okay. So I I wanted to make one correction about um John Tortorella by the way last episode or was it last episode was the pro rob stuff right mentioning how he made the remark about he benches players if they were to ever protest the uh-huh. national anthem apparently that was in like 2016 yeah and apparently that was the when World the George Cup. so apparently when the George Floyd stuff happened around there he actually said he had changed his mind. Um, so wanted to, I'm not letting him off for what he said about Provorov and being true to himself, but I did want to mention, I wanted to say that correction. Very important. Um, I, I didn't know his son was like a true to himself. Yeah. Fine, God damn it, man. Um, so anyway, those goalies I mentioned, by the way, yes, Vasilevsky, Shosturkin, Hellebuck, Ottinger, Saros, Sorokin, Olmark are the only goalies in the league that have better goals saved above expected better than Sam Monta. <laughs> I'd like you to know that. Yeah, let's Mom. give this man the Vesna. I'm just, okay, okay, smart ass. I'm not saying that. <laughs> I'm just saying that goalies take I a little know, while. I know, I know. You know, and that's the line I tell myself that Kate Primo's going to make it one day. Um, but I'm just saying Sam Mottenbo, that's higher than <laughs> Philip Gustafson, who's been the better goalie in Minnesota, who would have known. Um, Karel Vimelka, who is 10th, what? Uh, and Sam also Sam- won't be a Coyote for long. 
Man, I hate I hate them. Uh, Carter Hart, Georgiev Swayman, who's good again, which is I hate the Bruins. Um, and so on and so forth. Yeah. Peter Kochekov. Is he still in the AHL after they sent him down for cap stuff or whatever? I don't I don't know. Um, the heartbreaking out. news, by the way. So Cole Caulfield uh, apparently has been playing her for two to three months. Good enough where he was scoring at a great clip. Uh, was on pace for just shy of 50 goals this year. Um, however, I think it is. I had it written down here. I'm so sorry. Um, I think it's a torn labrum, a labral, labral tear. Uh, shoulder surgery. Basically, if he gets it now, he'll be ready for training camp. Um, and a, this is sort of, you know, I, I sound very calm about this, but when I heard this news yesterday, I was a mess for a couple hours. Alex can, you know, you know, uh, attest it. Attest to the point that in the group chat, I was texting a lot of fully capitalized words that were not family friendly. Um, I was very sad about it. Here's the thing, Alex. This has sort of asked a lot of Habs fans because this is not the first time a franchise player has played hurt and it's sort of led to a surgery. Hello, Carey Price. Um, and it's sort of been asked, you know, there have been a lot. Somehow the injuries are getting worse than they were last year, um, and that was pretty bad. People sort of starting to question the Habs medical staff. What do you make of that? Question the, like, Here's the thing. Question them in what way? Because I look at that situation and I say, how many, like, I feel like we've watched it, watched this happen multiple times. Like, um, now a bit of a different scenario, but remember Sidney Crosby had his wrist injury a few years ago. And they literally waited almost the entire summer for him to get surgery. This, the Leafs did the same thing. Like, why did you wait? The You could have, if that was the option you were going to take, you could have done that earlier. Now, question I don't have the answer to. Maybe you do. Were they trying to rehab it and surgery was the last option? Or was surgery always the way they were going to go and they were trying to delay it as long as possible? So they haven't. They didn't mention anything like that. Even Pat, his agent Pat recently even did an interview for TVA. Yeah, and nothing like that was mentioned. Um, in fact, like apparently Cole, it, it sounds like everyone kind of knew it was a thing, mm-hmm. and even Cole wanted to keep playing through it. So I don't even think this is just purely a medical team thing. I hate to say, it, but this is, feels like a hockey issue. Like everyone was aware. Yeah. Like that Pat might Prisaw be a sport issue. <laughs> his, yeah. Sorry. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's like a thing of like Papri saw who knows that Cole Caulfield needs a new contract and is going to get at least, if he goes the full term, is probably going to at least get $8 million per seven years. Or, you know, if it's, you know, he's going to make a lot of money. He's going to yeah, retire yeah. based on the contract he's going to get in the next few months. Like, dude, what are we thinking here? And Cole Caulfield seems like a confident enough guy where he could even just take a short-term contract, get the surgery, come back, and then cash out like a madman at the end of it. What are we thinking here, guys? It's just sort of a, can we just give our head a shake here? Like, this happened with Carey Price, and he'll never play again. Guys. Uh, Yeah, I just, I think it's, listen, I just think it's silly to say, it's a. I think it's bigger than like Montreal. Like I get it, Montreal with Carey Price, it's a thing. 
but I just think it's it's across the league. Like if you're saying Montreal's medical team needs to be re- reevaluated, like 31 other teams also have to as well. Like I don't think this is a solely a Montreal thing. I think this is a, a league-wide thing and a sport thing. Like there's plenty of players – Again, completely different scenario because it was the playoffs and those guys will play through anything. Patrice Bergeron literally played through a collapsed lung. That's it. Don't know how that was possible. That's like crazy to think about, but he did it. How, how is he alive? Like, after, how are you alive? Yeah. It feels like any body check would like, anyway, and you know what I mean? I'm not going to, um, yeah, it's just like you'd say like Pittsburgh's always hurt. Uh, Colorado's always there. The Blue Jackets this year, you would be like, what's happening? Oh, I'm sure Tampa is down bad. Yeah. Speaking of Tampa, uh, 500 oh goals God. for Steven Stamkos. Oh, that, that's not where we're I thought you were going. Yeah, we'll, we'll Sorry. I, I didn't think that's where you were going. I'm like, uh, no. yeah, man. Listen, I'm a, I'm a big fan of Steven Stamkos. It has nothing to do with the two of us being from the same city, I swear. Um, I didn't grow up in Markham, but I like uh, I love Stephen Stamkos. Where'd you um, grow up? Woodbridge. Oh, Woodbridge. Should know that. Yeah. Um, and no, I, I'm convinced if he didn't have his plethora of injuries, he'd be. I think we consider him close to a generational scorer. Yeah, probably. He, if not for the injuries, he'd be closing out six hundred goals, probably. And then you're talking about five hundred's always. I think five hundred puts you in the Hall of Fame, not right away. Andrew Chuck. Um, wait, did Andrew Chuck score six? I'll double Just check. check that, please. But like, when you get six hundred, then you hit a different stratosphere. He did. He had six forty. Yeah, and and Andrew Chuck was a little too late. Andrew Chuck should have gotten in a little quicker. But, you know, when when you hit that level, also it doesn't help that he didn't get his Olympic gold properly in that. But um, even though, you know what? I bet if Steven Stamkos, he's going to do all he can to be at a level if the next Olympics is an option um, for the league. He'll be older, I get it. But, you know, if there's a guy who sounds like he's motivated enough to get to that point, and we know how Hockey Canada are, I wouldn't be surprised if he's still around and they just give him a fourth-line role. Yeah. Um, you know, however Hockey Canada looks in a couple years, I'm still wondering what's going on there. But, yeah, um, speaking of that, so there was a game where Tampa Bay lost to Calgary. I think the score was like 5-3, Alex. It didn't, from what I see, wasn't egregious. It but was there was yeah. in Calgary, a Tampa Bay Lightning jersey thrown on the ice. Now, listen, you know, I, I, in our lifetime, I, say, I shouldn't even say our lifetime because then that extends to the Marty St. Louis Tampa Bay Lightning, and that's another Stanley Cup. In the, in the past, like, decade, they've been to four finals, three consecutive, Back-to-back Stanley Cups. And I don't even have to mention the individual hardware on there, including probably a top three goalie of this generation. Has there been been a Stanley Cup final in the duration of this podcast that the Tampa Tampa Bay Lightning have not been a part of? Okay, so we started at TMU, nearly called it the bad name. 
was that 2018-19? Yeah. So and then we started second been, year, didn't we? So we started, was it the summer after first year? Yeah. So that was after the, okay, so that was um, the year that. We, did, we started free agency. Yeah, so that was the right after San Jose came back against Vegas. So that was the St. Louis Cup. The, the yes, that would have been the St. Right after yes. the St. Louis Cup. Yes. Wait, so did we start the podcast and then COVID hit a couple months later? No, we started the started- podcast. Yeah, and then like eight months later. So yeah, so then that's the their first cup when they beat Dallas. Then yep. The other one that doesn't count. Um, um, and then know, last year. And then last year. Oh, my God. You're right. Do you, do you have to? Holy uh, you have, crap. I've seen waffles thrown on the ice in this city. I've seen jerseys, multiple, thrown on the ice in this city. Do you have to? Do you understand how spoiled you have to be to be third in the division? You have your five points back of the Leafs and you have two games in hand. Do you understand how spoiled you have to be to throw a jersey on the ice when you're in that position? That guy shouldn't be allowed to watch sports anymore. Like that person, I don't I don't know. Yeah. We we obviously we clown last year there was a plethora of jerseys in Canada that were thrown on the ice. The Leafs. Uh there was one in Montreal, right? I was at that game. Yep. Edmonton, Vancouver. Uh, Wasn't there a team that had it twice? Was that Ottawa? That might have been Vancouver. I don't remember, but you're right. There was a team that happened to twice. Ottawa, you're. I think you might. I think they them too. Um, I we clown those guys. Whoever yeah. threw whoever threw the jerseys. This is more embarrassing than all of them, right? Like it, this is more embarrassing than having Connor McDavid and Leon Draisaitl on the same team and throwing your jersey on the ice. That's bad. That's bad. Like last year, did like, dude, you've been to three straight Stanley Cup Finals. Your team looks fine, and you know that when the playoffs start, Victor Hedman's gonna look like Norris Victor Hedman. Nikita Kucherov's gonna look like Hart Nikita Kucherov. Steven Stamkos is gonna look like Rocket Richard winner. Steven Stamkos. Like that, and Andre Vasilevsky is going to be damn Vesna winning Andre Vasilevsky. Like, we know this. We know this. We have proof. Now, you have to be so like, I think they were only on like a two game losing skid, too, because they beat the Canucks and they lost to Edmonton, then Calgary. Like, I, I just, I'm trying to find out why in the world they're six and four in their last 10. Oh, no. But they're very, they're eight points clear of the Panthers for third. And you mentioned oh. that it just, it boggles the mind, man. Boggles the mind. Speaking of Calgary, by the way, so Jacob Peltier apparently just made his NHL debut. I thought he's been with the team for like ever. And I guess no. he just hasn't played. Yeah. Um. He Daryl Sutter was asked about his play and how his first game went, and Daryl Sutter goes to ask what number he wears, pulls out the game sheet, reads off his stats from the night, and simply says at his age he's got a lot. Paraphrasing here because I can't remember if he's twenty one or twenty. He's got a long way to go. And, like, sometimes stuff doesn't read well. Alex, I, I watched the video. I think everyone has. And I, it took me a few days to watch it because I was I could feel the secondhand embarrassment of it. What a dick. 
That's yeah. all I have to say about Daryl. Sa- just what a dick. I'm going to see if I can find this tweet because I saw a really good tweet um, explaining this. Okay, this is from uh, this is from Darren Haynes, who is he uh, writes for the Calgary Press, uh, the Canadian Press. Sorry, and he says. Honestly, Daryl Sutter should be embarrassed about how he handled the postgame question asking for his thoughts on how Jacob Peltier played in his debut. For a coach that values veteran veterans' leadership and the maturity of older players, it was an unnecessarily immature moment. I think that's a very good way of putting it. I, I, I'm, this is how I look. This is how I look at the entire situation because I think this is bigger than Jacob Peltier. Is that fair to say? Like th- this whole this whole season with the Calgary Flames is bigger than the, we his response to Jacob Peltier. We haven't focused on Sutter enough this year. I think he's like, individuals. I, yeah. I like he lost Johnny Goudreau and Matthew Kachuk and Eric and Branson. Let's not forget about him over the summer. They re- he was re- they were replaced with Nazem Kadri. Um. Jonathan Huberdeau, Mackenzie Weger, uh that's who. Yeah, essentially, that was those were the big things. They, tr- they were they the team that brought in Sonny Milano and didn't end up keeping they, him. Was that? Yeah, they gave him a PTO. PTO? Then, uh, yeah, I think they waived him. Or uh, no, 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 they, they, they just didn't let sign him. Chicago, then Washington, uh, Washington did. Waived yeah, him. yeah, yeah. I, it's. It seems like he's been going back. He's been going back and forth with general manager Brad Treliving, not Jim Brad, for the entire season through the media. There's a power struggle there. Like, what is it in Western Canada right now? What's going on? I don't know. I, I don't. I don't understand this what his dynamic what he's trying to pull off here he's being a dick he's 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 an old dude who doesn't care to hide his thoughts anymore i think he's i think the game's passed him by at this point but the thing was they were such a good team last year and they flamed out against the oilers because of the goal (laughs) okay yeah that's good i i didn't clue in on that sorry but so what's changed? What's changed in a matter of the four months in the offseason? Yeah, you got a whole batch of players. But like, what's changed in the sense of like, how has the game passed him by? The team was was really good last year. Did They they had four or three 40-goal scorers on their first line. What's changed? The thing is, I think they've lost those finishers. Well, if we talk about their their game wise, they've lost their best finishers. That's why they can't score right now. It's sure brought in guys who. No offense to Kadri, he's not a late yeah. sniper, but you know Hubert was obviously a, a tremendous playmaker. playmaker. So that's what you can say. I think there's a sense of what I mean more is you know, I think there's a certain way you got to deal with young players and the way you have to sort of carry yourself as a coach, and sure. not to mention also their. Vesna finalist last year, ignoring the playoffs, uh, also has not been up to par. When you don't get goaltending and then you can't score all of a sudden, you can't do much even with such a tremendous defensive goal. I just don't know who he thinks he's helping here. And I, I just don't know if 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 this as a coach is what you should be like in 2023. I'm not saying you baby players, but 
I just don't know how I, as a player who has been waiting for my chance, and I know I'm part of the future here, can can play out there by when I'm playing with Trevor Lewis. That's really going to set me up to succeed here. Um, and my coach is just going to say he's got a lot to go in a league that is getting younger, by the way. And, like, who – like, give me a good reason you have to ask what number he is. Like, that is so disrespectful to one of your players. Why? You've just come off of, – I don't know if this is after the Tampa Bay win. My apologies. But you just beat Tampa Bay. You need a bit of consistency. But you're going to go out and say that this young man making his NHL debut, at least for this season, I'm pretty sure. And you're going to say, hey there, what number is he? Like, just, why are you going to be such a dick? Anyway, yeah. that's just, I just got to get that. I just, I just thought it was unnecessary. It was uh, the Tampa game. It was the, come on. You got he, a even, jersey thrown on the ice from a Tampa fan. And you're thinking, what number? Get out of here. No. Even if. Even if he played a poor game, you don't necessarily have to do that. I'm reading about it. Sorry, this is the, I'm going on a tangent here, but it's it's related. I'm reading yeah. this book um, about uh, it's written by someone else, but it's essentially about Sir Alex Ferguson, the man, the longtime manager of Manchester United, and it's, it's talk. He talks about his like leadership style. And it's really about that. And he talks about like how he handles young players. And really he talks about like how he handles players when it comes to the media. And he's like, I don't really like to, uh, unless it's an extremely egregious performance, I do not trash my players or I do not talk poorly of my players in the media. And this just seems the complete opposite of that. Like, I I don't get it. I I don't get it from there. Like I I think you asked the perfect question. Who's who's winning here, or like, wh- what are we gaining from this? I don't know if it's an ego thing or something, but the whole Daryl Sutter dry humor thing starting to go a little. Uh, I just don't see it. That's not it. dry humor. I get. I that's that's not dry yeah, humor. He's the, the vibe he had was dry sure, humor. Sure, sure. And yeah, now yeah. it's just he's being a he's just being a. It's being a dick. Yeah. Okay. Three things to finish off with. First off, um, want to give a shout out to PK Subban. Um, since 2015, his pledge, uh, he has raised. Now, I reason I mentioned the pledge because the journal is a joke of an organization. Famously, PK Subban pledged to raise ten million dollars from the Montreal Children's Hospital, the same hospital that I I always mention this has his face on the side of it. When you drive into the city, you can see it has a wing named after him, has continued after being traded and retiring, has pledged to work with them. Alex, to the journal, P.K. Subban has only raised $6.3 million. Only! So I want to say here, besides the fact that the journal is a joke, I want to give a shout-out to P.K. Subban for raising over $6 million in less than 10 years for this place. I want to give a shout out because I would love to see how much money the journal has raised for the children's hospital. You're a joke. And shout out PK Subban, man. Over $6 million. What a freaking accomplishment. I love that. I always love when it's like the NHL will match a $5,000 donation. 
And it's like, here's PK Subban, six million. Get in there. Joke. PK Subban, love you, man. Now I really want to know what the journal is. I'll figure it out. Oh, they're the Montreal Journal. They're they're a trash organization. They're a trash. Oh, is that what the name? It's the Montreal Journal. Is that who? Yeah, it is? the Journal de Montreal. Oh, I thought it was like the Gazette or something like that. But... The Gazette have their own problems. Okay. Gazette uh, have their own problems. Not everyone at the Gazette is bad, but there are some bad some ones there. Um, yeah. Okay. What do you make of the All Star jerseys, by the way? Because I I have a soft spot for those like neon. Sort of cyan and pink. I yeah, I don't like them. They're they they seem a bit uh, they they feel a bit throwbacky to me. Obviously, the logo, the NHL puck logo, is the throwback there. But I think the colors just scream. As I'm reading this, it says it features 1994 Big Star design, so it is throwback. Okay, so I'm right. <laughs> I'm right. Yeah, no, I like them. Like they that throwback. Uh, I enjoy the throwback. If you haven't noticed when we talk about the retro views, uh, retro, retro jerseys, um, or what are they called? Reverse ret? What? 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 Retro uh, reverse. Retro reverse. So I can't. I forget that. Sorry. My favorite are the ones that are actually retro reverse. So to see this one, I I like it. I'm excited to see them. I see. I think there was that video of Jason Robertson wearing it. Yeah. Looks good. So I'm excited to see it on TV, even though I don't think I'm going to watch it. Um, what? Come on. See, here's the thing, Alex. Um, I don't have a problem if the NHL want to just name players to the All-Star game. Just do it. Now, what I don't want them to do is claim that they're doing a fan vote and very clearly not put in the players who were voted. Alex, I refuse to believe that Matthews and Pasternak were getting more votes than Cole Caulfield and Tim Stutzla. I refuse to believe that uh, Fox and their Temi Panarin were getting more votes than Martin Nakas. I refuse ooh, to believe, I don't know about that one. I don't know. I, I disagree on that one. I refuse to believe, by the way, that Matthews got more votes than William Nylander. I want to read you this quote from John Tavares. Because um, I actually kind of like it. Um... Believes it's important. I I feel like a real dick here. I think it's from Luke Fox, but like uh, the screenshot, I got a text at the same time. Um, so it cuts it off. Texting, which frankly is sometimes more exciting than the Leafs game from you. Shut up. Yeah. Context I was talking about watching you sports hockey. No, you shouldn't say it. You shouldn't say it. Um, <laughs> Why not? Company man. Company man. Uh, John Tavares believes it's important to revisit <laughs> all star game selection process. Quote, I've always thought it's important to recognize the players. They're very deserving. And every year, there's always going to be a couple of uh, guys like that because of the format. Um, don't get the recognition. He suggested expanded rosters are one potential solution. Uh, listen, I just I don't buy that these were the names voted in. I don't believe it. I just you can say whatever you want. I refuse to believe it. Okay, Pasternak. Sure, I could. I could. He should. I'm not saying they he, shouldn't. No, be no, there I understand. Play, no, I know. But I know. I, I refuse to believe it. But Matt, I, I don't. I, I think everyone threw some love at Willie. I don't know, man. I saw lots of Matthews stuff. Like, I, I don't know, man. I, I, the vote, the votes I put in had Matthews on. I'm listen. That's not the point, but uh, my the vote I put in also had Zach Bogosian. So like, listen, <laughs> my votes are trash. Um, I don't know. I I could believe it. The Adam Fox Artemi man, I I disagree, man. I I, I think Adam Fox and Artemi Panarin got their fair share. 
I just I don't think they got as much as Nick has. And, and I don't Why? think anyone got as Nick much. You mean Sebastian Ajo? Like, I, if there's a guy on that team who's going to get the votes, it's not Martin Nakash. It's Sebastian actually, Ajo. You know what? I actually want to look at because I have uh, Nakash on. Um... Well, because here's what's frustrating, right? Is Nakash apparently was very open about how badly he wanted to be an All Star. So mm-hmm. Nakash is their leading scorer, but Ajo has played less games. Um, and I think Nakas is second in goals, so you can make the point that he should be there. It's just if if Aho had played more games, I think it's very clear that he should be there. But like the Hurricane account themselves were very much pushing it. It's just talking about players being deserving. Like I, I'm I like no offense to Stuart Skinner. Sorry, Martin Jones. Alex couldn't get couldn't get the campaign going. <laughs> like Stuart Skinner is there because they don't have another choice. Yes. Like, there was no reason he should be there over Jake Ottinger. I refuse to believe it. And that's why the division, this division format is dumb. Man, can you imagine if Bo Horvat gets traded before the All-Star game? Is he, is he the Canucks representative? He is voted in. I oh think Patterson was their guy, but he has been voted in with Dry Seidel and Skinner for the division. We should uh, mention, these did- are the guys who got voted in. Retnan McKinnon, Hellebuck, Horvat, Drysidle, Skinner, Panarin, Fox, Sorokin, Vasilevsky, Pasternak, Matthews. I think all but one of those guys deserve to be there. I just, my point is, make the results public. Okay. Do you know what league we're talking about? Oh, I know. Okay. The same league that um, we're like, hey, John Scott, how would your kids feel about you going to this game? Colin Campbell, hello. I, I'm not surprised at the end of it. I just, from what I saw on social media, I refuse to believe that Cole Caulfield should not be going to this game. And I'm going to be honest with you. I think his his play deserved for him to be there. That didn't sure. make sense. You know what I mean? I think yeah, he, sure. he is a, a worthy all-star. I think the same of Nacast. Sure, I'm, but there's also, just, there's if you look at the Atlantic, there's about 50 worthy all-stars. Oh, yeah, it's the Atlantic. It, it, right. Um, he should be there over Suzuki. I'll keep saying that. He should be. Yeah. Have you noticed the Atlantic literally have no defensemen? How is Dolly not doing? I just, it's such a broken format. It's just, this is, this league's a joke. My my point is here, Alex, do not put a fan vote because I, I think this is flat out the guys they sent. I think this is the league's choice. That's what I think this is. Um, don't give me I a don't full know, I don't... No, like, Barkov's not no, no. going, and it's in Florida. Right. So, if but that's my point. They're get, if the okay. I don't necessarily disagree that the NHL very much swayed some of the votes, but if this was fully decided, they would have had another guy from Florida going a hundred percent. Like one of Matthew uh, is Matthew Kachuk the representative, right? So, pretty sure he is. Yeah, one of. Pick a name, let's say Ekblad or Barkov would be going to the. That's just my thing. If they it's... really pick, that's the smart. That's the smart business move to do is to send multiple players from the host city to the All Star game. I just, um, you know, I, I think, uh, I, I think it's bullcrap. I don't think it was right. I don't think it's right, Alex. Uh, it bothers. Well, me. good thing this game absolutely does not matter ever. It matters to me. Because um, there's, but, but I, I, first off, it doesn't matter to the players. Like, I, I, I don't know what, maybe John Tavares. They cast care. 
Okay, except Martin Nakash, but respect. The fans don't care. When you're at the end of your career, no one is looking at how many All Star games you went to. It's meaningless at the, in in the grand scheme of thing, and in terms of a player's career, it's really really meaningless because that's the way the NHL has it designed. To finish off, Alex, I want to mention one thing. This is a tweet from Anthony Slater. This was on um, the 20th when I see this was tweeted. The Golden State Warriors are sitting Steph Curry, Draymond Green, Andrew Wiggins, and Klay Thompson in Cleveland tonight. Last game of a five-game road trip went into OT in Boston last night. Now, this tweet made the rounds because load management, we know, is very, it's a lot more sort of, I think, prevalent in the NBA than it does in the NHL. Mm-hmm. Now, people were making the point that, you know, Cleveland is proximity, you know. Here's something I, I always think of is, um, you know, kids go to games to see certain players, right? Every kid wants sure. to see Steph Curry play. I don't know how often they play in Cleveland. I don't imagine it's a lot. I imagine it's once a year. If it's a, I think they have a similar format to the NHL, so I think it's once a year. Not to mention, um, I think there is history. Now, obviously, LeBron James is not there, but I would like to imagine I'm not the biggest NBA fan, that those fans still have a bit of zest about going to those games because of, what was it, three or four straight finals between those two teams? Yep. Now, obviously, it's much different rosters, and obviously, a lot of the st- all the stars are gone from Cleveland now. Mm-hmm. Um, but Except I, Kevin I just, Love. Yeah. Oh, is he still there? Yeah. But, you know, obviously, Kyrie is not there anymore. LeBron is not there anymore. I just kind of look at that, and I get load management in ways, but that stuff rubs me the wrong way because I feel like the fans were robbed. Sure, but that's not Steve Kerr's problem. Steve Kerr does not care. I mean, well, Steve Kerr's got how many rings? He's he fight. He doesn't care. Like I, you're right. Like I think it's a, it's a quite. I don't. I don't think, from a star perspective, I don't think we're gonna see that as often, as big, like that in the NHL. Like I, I don't think there's gonna be a game of let's say let's pick Tampa for example where Kucherov, Hedman, um. Stamkos also. Uh, I, mean, I don't know about Kucherov, Alex. He kind of he takes all the time he needs during the uh, season. I I don't think there's going to be. I don't think there's going to be a, uh, a game in the middle of the season where that happens. Um, I just don't think it works the same way in hockey. Um, but I think I wouldn't be surprised to see teams adopt that for older players. Um, I know the Leafs had done it in the past with Spezza. I'm sure it's going to happen in the home stretch here with Giordano. Um, Did you know he's from Owen Sound last who? night in the broadcast? Yes, shut up. Giordano? Yeah, or something no, about Owen not. Sound. Is he's he, not from they, Owen Sound. Why were they going on about he's Owen Sound? From, he's from uh, Toronto. Is he from Woodbridge? No. Really? No. We're going, did he play for the Black attack, Hill. maybe? Maybe that's it. But he's oh, not wow. from he's not from Owen Sound. Because they were making stuff about Owen Sound. I'm like, is Owen Sound? He did play for the Owen Sound attack. That's there. why. Yeah. Guy yeah, played like, in 02 to 04. Yeah, God. Crazy. Um yeah, but no, I, I understand it from a fan's perspective, like especially in a from a city who 
absolutely charges a boatload of money to go watch a Raptors or a Leafs game now. Um, yeah, it's definitely, definitely unfortunate. Like the game I went to, well, again, different situation. Uh, I would argue different situation literally because they've now confirmed he's injured. But I went to a game last or two weeks ago. Matthews wasn't playing. Now, that's not the end of the world to me, but I can imagine there's people who saw that uh, as the end of the world, and I wouldn't necessarily harm them. But again, I feel like that's different. Like, he's injured, but he's That's also playing. a home game. Yeah, I guess, yes. Yeah. Is the point that they're load managing on away games? I just think it's a thing of, you know, um, well, I think it's as bad. I guess it's the end of the road trip, but it's like, man, like, Cleveland, everyone, like everyone sat. I mean, listen, the NBA can do something about it if they want. Which, you know, which, yeah, they're not. Well, that's everything, Alex. At least, you know, I think that's everything I have here. Is there anything you have? Um, I don't think so. Well, that's everything then. Let me check if Bruce Boudreaux has been fired. When is, they said 9.30? I'm guessing that's... Whatever, what time? Uh, 15 minutes. Oh, it's it's in 15 minutes? Yeah. Because I'm assuming 9.30 Pacific time, so. How sad is it that we know when it's happening? Well. It's the NHL. Um, ben, uh, Jim Rutherford, I hope he can sleep well tonight. Goofball. <laughs> I'm sure he does. <laughs> Well, there's millions of dollars probably. Exactly. Okay. How are you? I'm good. All right. I think it's time for you to do the outro. Oh, you want me to do the outro? Yeah, yeah, I can do it. Uh, thanks for listening to another episode. If you enjoyed it, uh, hit that subscribe button. If you liked it, if you can give us a review, give us a review. I know you can do that on Apple and on Spotify now. Not sure about the other platforms. Um, You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, most podcast streaming platforms. Um, And I think that's everything. We will see you on Wednesday, maybe? Yeah, if yeah. you're, are you around? We'll find early it. Yeah, Wednesday? I'll be. Yeah, yeah, I should then be. Early Wednesday, yeah, I'll be. Okay, around. perfect. That was good. Goodbye.